if parenthood came with a GPS, it would most likely just say recalculating. Join Yulandi Becker and her guest experts Wednesdays at 11 a.m. for Bump and Beyond, the show about pregnancy and babies. 101.9 megahertz of life. You are on 101.9 High FM. This is Bump and Beyond, and I am your host Yulandi Becker, and. Today's show, or all of our shows, is about parenting. But today, specifically, we are talking "Mama peed her pants." I hope that got your attention because I have to say this is a topic not a lot of women are comfortable about speaking about. So I might I might make some inappropriate jokes because jokes is my coping mechanism to deal with things. So get ready for the show. Do you cross your legs when you feel a sneeze coming on? Do sudden urges to go cause you to panic? These are all symptoms of a condition known as urinary incontinence. It's estimated that about half of adult women experience urinary incontinence. Yet, of those who live with symptoms, less than half seek care. The common reasons for delaying the treatment vary from embarrassment, like I said, not a topic we like talking about. Yet it is obviously relevant, and it needs to be spoken about. Others don't go, seek treatment for fear of surgery, or just lack of awareness about non-surgical treatment options. And that's what the show is about today. Later in the show, I'm going to be joined by Sandra Rodriguez, who is a Mom, a single mom of one, and she's going to share her journey um, and experience of incontinence and some really interesting and well worth knowing about non-surgical treatment options. So I'm looking forward to that conversation because urinary incontinence after childbirth is very common. One in three women who have had a baby may experience leakage at some point. Some new mothers may leak urine when they laugh, they sneeze, they cough, or they exercise, and this is known as stress incontinence. So, some kind of action like sneezing, I mean, or jumping on a trampoline, causes you to pee a little bit in your pants, and it's embarrassing. We all know that it's embarrassing, but there are ways. To better the situation, so I'm very much looking forward to the conversation, and I, like always, want you to chat with us. So the question for today is: Do you have symptoms of stress incontinence, and is there something that you have tried that worked, or something that we, you have tried because we have all tried things that didn't even make any kind of difference? They tell you to do something, and it doesn't make a difference. Share your、uh, voice notes with us on Telegram on o six one eight nine five one zero one nine, or you can even phone in. That would be great to chat with you on o one zero one four zero thirty twenty, or SMS us on three four five one nine. SMSs are charged at one rand fifty per s、uh, per SMS. You can also email us at inst or email Craig. At instudio at highfm dot com, we would love to chat with you. Um, the question again: Do you have symptoms of stress incontinence? And is there something that you've tried that were has worked or that did not work? 
again, stressing consonants is more prevalent actually in women. Women have, why? Because we have a certain health events that happens with us that don't happen with men. Things like pregnancy and childbirth and menopause that may cause urinary tract and surrounding muscles or affect them. So, looking forward to the chat later. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> this is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies. 101.9 megahertz of life. You're on 101.9 Chai FM, and this is Bump and Beyond, and I'm Yolandi Becker hosting you. I've asked a question, do you have symptoms of stress incontinence? Is there something that you've tried that have worked or did not work? Please send us your telegram on, or voice notes on telegram on 061-895-1019 or phone in. That would be great to chat with you on 010-140-3020. And let's get this conversation started. You are actually more likely to develop stress incontinence after birth. If you, for instance, had already during um, or before even being pregnant or while being pregnant had bladder or bowel problems, even before pregnancy, or you had bladder problems during pregnancy. If you're having your first baby, it could add to the likelihood of you having stress incontinence. Um, or if your baby is big. Uh, so maybe that that says a lot about me. <laughs> or you've had a long labor, especially um, a long second stage of your labor. Or you had a difficult delivery where you needed like stitches or you had tearing. You had to have a vacuum cup to get your baby out. Those things add to the likelihood of stress incontinence. So and let's be honest, all these things are pretty much out of our control. So we don't on purpose sneeze and want to pee. That's the reality of the situation. But we need to find ways to make it better for ourselves. So let's listen to some of your voice notes and what you had to say. Hello. So this is uh, Raylene. I am uh, in my early 40s and I have been struggling with incontinence uh, since I have my, had my children, which was approximately 12 years ago. It's very hard because, of course, every time you sneeze or laugh at something, uh, you have to kind of hold it in. Um, sometimes you're not so lucky to do so. So um, the things I've tried is not much, but, of course, the, the Kegel exercises, um, I do try every now and then. But, again, it gets a bit boring um, to do them. So I can't say I've tried much. I've just really lived with it up to now. Um, and just dealt with having to potentially change underwear every now and then. <laughs> My name is Angelique, and I want to tell you a little secret. Every now and then, controlling my bladder will get the best of me. After I turned 40, I was not able to do the things like I wanted to do it. I was not able to jump on the trampoline with my daughter or even doing, do jumping jacks at the gym because I might have a small accident and wee a little bit in my underwear. I've come to realize that the best thing to do to avoid this is to use the bathroom quite often during the course of the day, especially if you consume a lot of liquids. 
and also not to do extreme activities like jumping on the trampoline late in the afternoon. Another little small tip is to do pelvic floor exercises. This will also help to improve your pelvic muscles and to strengthen that muscle. Thank you. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. You're on 101.9 High FM. This is Bump and Beyond if you've just joined us. I am Yolandi Becker and today we're talking stress incontinence. Mama peed her pants. That's what we're talking about and we need to fix it. Even though stress incontinence is more likely when you've had vaginal birth, women who have a cesarean can also develop bladder problems. Having a cesarean can reduce the risk of severe incontinence from 10% to 5%. So you increase your chances by 5% because as I mentioned earlier, it's not just about the actual birth part that can affect the muscles. It is actually the stress of carrying the baby that can cause the muscles and we're going to talk a lot more about this, um, but the muscles to actually weaken and that's what adds to it. So that's even why if you have a cesarean, it, it can still affect you. But after the third cesarean, women are just as likely to develop bladder problems as women who gave birth vaginally. So a lot of interesting things. And thank you so much for sharing your own experience. Like I said, this is not a, a topic that we talk about every day. So, for me, it is a fun topic because just because it is not something we like to talk about. Yet, I just said half of women, a third of women have it after they've had a baby. A half of women experience it. So even if you haven't had kids, this is a relevant topic to talk about. My own experience, I have to say, is that embarrassing things like my kids love to go to bounds and in all honesty um i this thing sneaked up on me like crazy and i was very prepared going to bounds and i went twice after paying quite a bit of money to bounce twice on a trampoline and i couldn't bounce the rest of the time because it was just too embarrassing and so many women are standing on the sidelines at bounds, and I'm wondering to myself, are they experiencing the same problem? Is this the reason why we can't bounce? And that's one thing because we don't bounce all the time, luckily. But even running, I'm a very avid runner and I love running. At least being fitter, it has improved. Fitness has definitely improved the situation. So it's not something that I deal with all the time anymore, for sure not. But I was laughing because I so vividly remember once going to Sportsman's Warehouse or wherever to buy running pants. And they, you know, Nike makes the most beautiful running pants. And this woman's like, yo, feel this material. And I'm like, I can't wear that pink because I know that if I pee a little bit, it's going to show and everyone will see it. So I have the choice of black or black. That's the pants I can wear. And again, reality for so many women. And we're going to talk a lot more about this because with me today is Sandra Rodriguez, who is joining me. She's the owner of Volvo V and she is a mom who has experienced yeah, incontinence as well. And we're going to talk specifically today about those non-surgical solutions available. Hello, Sandra. Thank you for joining me. Hello, Yolandi. How are you? Thank you for having me. 
it is just great um having you here and to share with you this and I hope you're also going to share some embarrassing stories of buying running pants or something at least. <laughs> I have too many to share. <laughs> so I look forward to our conversation for sure to delve a little bit more into this, but more importantly to talk about what we can do to better the situation. So looking forward to it. Stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. If you've just joined us, you're on 101.9 High FM. This is Bump and Beyond. I'm Yolandi Becker and I'm speaking to Sandra Rodriguez. She's going to be sharing her journey and experience with incontinence, and specific, specifically, we're going to be talking about those non-surgical solutions. So, Sandra, let's start off. What is your experience with incontinence? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I would say my first experience with incontinence happened pretty young. I was probably about 33, 34 years old, and um, I was cleaning up the house and everything and you know you're moving stuff around and then the next minute you feel this warmth happening you know I kind of was confused <laughs> because I thought maybe I was, was that time of the month and I went to go check and it, it wasn't so this was my first experience with incontinence I've always been a sporty person growing up um, I played a lot of sports so being active was something that has always been ingrained in me since I was young um, so to experience this kind of sort of default in the body, so to speak, was strange in my mind. It wasn't as bad. It got pro progressively worse and worse and worse to the point where I can identify with the voice note earlier where you start building your life around it and you start limiting yourself from what you can do and what you can't do, you know. And I feel like that is also kind of, being on a default as well because you can't experience those moments with your children like you would want to and have those laughs and those giggles and jump together. So then you're always thinking, okay, do I go back to sanitary pads because now I feel like I'm a child again and I need a nappy and I'm dealing with nappy rash, so to speak, <laughs> because that urine does burn your skin in your vagina area. is very sensitive. So once you experience that kind of, nappy rash, you then start to take it seriously for yourself and you start looking for all these treatments and you try and find out how and why and yet non-surgical options are very limited. Um, and I mean, for me, it's, I agree with you completely and I'm looking forward to uh, talking about that. But for me, it's so prevalent how you were also talking about early 30s we, and that's the thing is often when we talk about incontinence the idea is or the perception rather is that it is only older women who struggle with this but the reality is is lots of younger women and I started with this problem definitely in my early 30s already yeah. um, after having both my children it for sure and it's not Unless you do something, it's not getting better. It progressively gets worse, like you mentioned as well. So yes. how is, how is the, you know, urinary, let's start with what causes stress incontinence. 
So there are a few things that can cause stress incontinence. At Volvervie, we do have clients as young as 17, 18, who suffer from vaginal laxity. So that is something that you can be born with. It's genetic. So it's when the vaginal walls are very laxitized, which then leads to the urethral sphincters also being laxitized. Those are the two valves that stop the flow of urine. Okay. Now, not only do you get incontinence from pressure on the bladder when you sneeze or when you cough or when you jump, but you can also get it from the mental disconnect between the brain and the bladder, which can happen over time. So if you have to research, they will say behavioral change is one of the biggest things that can help you with incontinence and behavioral change also strengthens that connection between the brain and the bladder. However, it is very difficult to do a Kegel. We've experienced that. They say you've got to do 40 plus per day to get your daily quotes off Kegel. But let's face it, at number 10, you either forget or it's too difficult. Um, you're only contracting a certain amount of your muscle fibers and so forth. But nonetheless, stress urinary incontinence, the causes are definitely pressure on the bladder. And like I said earlier, some, some people are born with vaginal laxity, so they're born into this problem. Um, oh. And then also you get childbirth as well. No. Um, childbirth can also affect you as well as being overweight. So any kind of pressure that's put on the pelvic floor can then give you stress urinary incontinence. No, because again, as I mentioned earlier, um, pregnancy obviously is you're carrying a lot of extra weight around on you that's yes. not necessarily on purpose. And that's also definitely an add on to it. But you mentioned Kegel yes. exercises. What are, not everyone knows what Kegel exercises are. What are <laughs> Kegel exercises? Okay. So Kegel exercises are otherwise known as PFMTs, pelvic floor muscle training. So pelvic floor muscle training is when you relax and you tighten the muscles that control urine flow. So, so when is, you hold the P. <laughs> yes, when you hold the P and then when you release the P and then when you hold the P, tight, 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 and then you release the P. So that is a Kegel exercise. For men, it's a different type of feeling um, as it is for women, but the same concept when you relax and tighten the muscles that control your urine flow. That is what a Kegel exercise is. Oh. So... Let's get into it. Um, the most important part for me of the discussion is my new revolutionary chair that I've <laughs> discovered. Um, and the reason why, because I wanted to share this with everyone, is the BTL Imsela chair, this mm -hmm. magical chair that actually a non-surgical solution to help with vaginal incontinence. So what is it? What is the BTL Imsela? So the BTL M cellar chair is also known as the Kegel throne. So it is. I like that a lot more, Kegel throne. <laughs> it, it just yes. sounds like it's more important. <laughs> well, it is important because the results that it can offer women and the life changing benefits that um, even men and women can obtain from this really is something that is is unsurpassed. You can't really put a price to this because you then start to enjoy those moments on the trampoline and in the pool and wherever you want to go. It it completely gives you that ability to do so. So BTL M Cellar is a technology that is made by BTL in Croatia. Volvo, we have exclusivity of this chair in our salons. 
So it engages the muscles using a technology called HIFEM. So this is a novel, high-intensity focused electromagnetic technology. What it does is it engages voluntary and involuntary muscles along the pelvic floor. So it's doing your Kegels for you, ladies. That's what it does. It's about a eleven thousand in twenty-eight 12, minutes. Oh, twelve thousand. Yeah, my apologies. Twenty-eight minutes. But not only do you get the benefit of the twelve thousand Kegels, but you're getting them at a hundred percent. Uh, muscle fibers take uh, activities. So what that means is I take that, the, the BTL chair takes that pelvic floor and it contracts those muscle fibers by 100%. So it takes the voluntary and involuntary muscles and engages them. But the best part about this, which is the cherry on top, is the neurological benefits that you get from the insular chair. So what happens is you sit on the chair. Now, if you're a person whose pelvic floor is sleeping like a hibernated bear, we take that little pelvic floor and we start to shake it awake. That is your first one, two, three sessions on the chair. We start to shake it awake. And then thereafter, it starts to engage with you. But the neurological benefits are such that the brain is designed to, to protect itself. Over millions of years, we are designed in our brains to protect itself. So the minute you sit on the chair, it will start to search the body for this activity. What's going on? You almost feel yourself thinking while you're on the chair. And then the bladder and the pelvic floor will shake hands and say, hey, dear old friend, do you not remember <laughs> me from years ago? We used to work together. We did great things together. And you kind of reestablish that connection between the brain and the pelvic floor. So BTL and Cella have two protocols. You are, uh, sorry, you one is the incontinence protocol which also does your Kegels for you, but the pattern of the pulse is such that it brings the brain to the bladder. Protocol 2, which is U2, helps with sexual dysfunction. That protocol brings the brain to the G-spot, which helps you with, obviously, your libido issues. But nonetheless, on both protocols, you're still getting the 12,000 Kegels. The neurological aspects are unsupported. Past, there is no other non-invasive treatment that can help you with the behavioral change that's required like BTL in cella because it forces the brain to engage and it forces that reconnection between the two. So after your sixth session, not only is your muscle stronger in your pelvic area, but the control that you have between the brain and the bladder is also strengthened and you almost feel like, wow, these were the days, you know. Back then, when we knew our our bladders well. Yes. So if you've just joined us, you're on 101.9 High FM. This is Bumping Beyond, and I'm Yolandi Becker, and I'm speaking to Sandra Rodriguez, and we're talking specifically about non-surgical solutions for stress incontinence. And you've just mentioned, and I mean, that brain um, Kegel kind of connection or yes. let's call it brain-vagina connection. Yes. Um, for Just while we are speaking, I wonder how many women are standing out or listening and actually doing some Kegels. <laughs> and that's that <laughs> connection that you're talking, that you're actually physically aware of what you are doing yes. in that area. And, and the, the realization, and I mean, personal experience here with this Kegel throne is exactly that, is that you're a lot more aware of it. 
and which is a good thing in the end of the day. Who is the ideal candidate, though, for the Kegel throne? So the Kegel throne, the ideal candidate is any persons over the age of, I would say, 16 or 17. It depends on the problem that they are trying to address. However, I highly recommend the M-Seller chair for all women and also for all men, because if you start now, you won't have that problem. You will have a strong pelvic floor. Remember, after the sixth session on the Kegel throne, <laughs> after that sixth session, you would have increased your muscle by about 16% on your pelvic floor. You will feel it and you will know it. So the ideal candidate, I mean, we do have gentlemen who struggle with their pelvic floor as well and who struggle with incontinence as well that come to the salon and they do their sessions. We are there to change lives and to help people. So anybody who is struggling with this issue is an ideal candidate. Anybody who wants to get back to their lives is an ideal candidate. And out of that pads and walking around with extra pants and extra pair of panties, so if you're looking to change that and do it naturally and also increase your brain function with your, your bladder control, then the MCLA is definitely for you. Okay, but let's get into it a little bit more, the detail of it, because now yes. we're talking about you sitting on the chair. But what what does this treatment entail? Like, so this, how, how do you get there and how do you do it? <laughs> okay, so we have this um, exclusive right to this chair in Volvo V, which is in the spa and salon environment. You will come fully clothed. It's a very comfortable treatment. Um, yes, we would ideally like you to wear some comfortable, loose-fitting clothes. We have the M-Seller chair in its own beautiful spaced-out environment where you sit all by yourself. It's very discreet. It's very private. We offer you some Netflix to watch at the same time. You will sit on the chair. We will then discuss which protocol are you after. Are you optimal for incontinence or sexual dysfunction? But you still get the 12,000 kegels on each protocol. And then you sit comfortably on the chair watching your M-Seller the only contraindications for this is obviously you cannot be pregnant at the time. Um, you cannot have any metal pins in your hip area because the electromagnetic pulse will heat that up. And also you can't have those copper contraceptives. But things like the marina, that's fine. So any healthy person, they can come in, they sit down on the chair, they sit for 28 minutes, they get their 12,000 kegels, a nice cup of coffee as well, something to drink. And you get your episode of Friends or yes. The Good Doctor. You can watch yes. while you're sitting. The Absolutely. Real Housewives of Pretoria, you can watch while you're watching, <laughs> <laughs> while you're sitting there. It's, the Real uh, <laughs> So, uh, but how does it then, because it does look strange. I mean, the chair, it's not a, it, it's not a strange chair, but it is not a normal chair. It's like a circle kind of, chair that you sit on i mean out of personal experience i know it doesn't hurt but it does feel weird how does it actually work this electro thing <laughs> so the high intensity electromagnetic technology stimulates the muscle fibers inside the pelvic floor so it doesn't work on soft tissue so it won't stimulate any soft tissue it's only designed to work on the muscles so as you sit in it performs those kegels for you so while you are sitting your pelvic floor is going to contract 12,000 times at a hundred percent contraction 
that's how the chair is designed mm. using high fem technology which is something that BTL are world renowned for this chair has won multiple awards across the globe um and it is the safest if you're looking out there for any alternatives for stress urinary incontinence i mean some of the things i've seen are just not even too good to mention on on yeah. radio like little urethra stoppers or little stitches or putting a little sling or walking around with pads i mean those just sound like ways i had to build my life around this instead of something that can solve the problem so btl msela solves the problem for you yes. physically and neurologically And you mentioned earlier that the session is 28 minutes long. Yes. Um how regular should you be going because you said also it's six sessions that you ideally have to go for initially. How quickly can you do the six sessions? Well, it typically can you can typically do two sessions in one go. So you can sit for an hour if you like. It depends on your time constraint as well. But there's no limit to the amount of kegels you can do. You can come twice a week if you like. You can come every week if you like. We do recommend the six treatment session so we can bring your pelvic floor back to where it needs to be and then you've got to maintain that. So you'll see that once you sit on the chair typically you will have you'll see those results will continue to improve over the next few weeks but the best results are seen 2 to 4 weeks after the six session that you've had then yes. you really start to feel the results but it is important to maintain the pelvic floor and to continue with your kegel exercises i would recommend it also depending on the severity of the issue the age of the person but typically i would recommend at least 2 to 3 uh mcela sessions a month once you've done your six but we don't limit you like Yolanda, you come twice a week, so <laughs> we see you there twice a week. You can come twice a week. You can come three times a week. It's all up to you. As long as we can get you to that six uh, sessions, then we know, okay, your pelvic floor is back to where it is. But it is definitely a maintenance treatment. And I mean, that's also, I mean, it's for me amazing to think that. In three weeks' time, basically, uh, two sessions, two sessions, two sessions a week. It's improved significantly for me personally as well. So it's well worth doing it. Out of personal experience, I can say it's fun, or it's not. I, it's, you said there. I wouldn't. I don't know. It's not my kind of fun necessarily, but it is not a. <laughs> it's not a boring experience. You're sitting there watching Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. How is the recovery? They, you've already mentioned there's not really a recovery time afterwards, I feel as well. And you just mentioned that give us some of the results that people have mentioned to you before. So, we've had a few results um with a gentleman who struggled with keeping his erectile throughout the, the session um he's experienced some significant results as well in maintaining his erection during his um intimate time with his wife um we have another lady who's obviously a much elderly lady who couldn't even pick up her granddaughter didn't want to go to church um she's been now for seven sessions and she is just as happy as a person can be she picks up her granddaughter now she can go to church so the results that we've seen from Emsela are truly amazing this is why we will never change the technology that we use yes it is a more expensive technology but it is well worth it great thank you so much sandra thank you thank you so much elandi 
This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. If you've just joined me, I'm Yulandi Becker. This is 101.9 High FM, and this is Bump and Beyond. I've been speaking to Sandra Rodriguez, and we've been talking about non-surgical solutions, specifically the Imcela BTL chair. Um, and it's been really great chatting with you, Sandra. I really, I think everyone has learned a little bit more about the connection that is needed between the brain and yes. the bladder specifically yes. and some alternatives in the end of the day. This is not something that is weird or no. uncommon. It's a very relevant thing for all of us. I said earlier, half of women, one third of women after giving birth are struggling with this issue. So we need to talk about it and need to know mm. there are options available that is non-surgical. Which is great. So I thank you so much for joining me today. Um, just before you go, I would like yes. for you just to share, uh, where can people reach you? So Volvo V, we are situated in Pretoria East. We are at Dipindi Bar restaurant, Papagan, but you can also find us on our socials at Volvo V group. And then on Facebook, on Instagram, we also on TikTok. Um, our website is www.volvavi.co.za. Right. Thank you so much, Sandra. It's been Thank lovely so chatting with you. Um, you have a yeah. lovely day. Keep the kegels strong. I <laughs> <laughs> will. Thank you so much, and I'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye. If you just joined us, I've asked the question earlier, do you have symptoms of stress incontinence? Is there something that you have tried that worked or did not work, you can send us a voice note on Telegram, 061-895-1019. You can SMS us on 34519. SMSs are charged at 150 per SMS. Or if you want to chat with me, that would even be better. Phone in on 010-140-3020. Um, because we would love to hear um, what you have to say. So let's listen to a one final voice note. Hi, this is Anonymous. I've noticed that as I've gotten older and after having children, my bladder is not as strong as it used to be, like in my 20s. I noticed that sometimes I would not even make it to the bathroom and I would pee in my pants. Or if I jumped on the trampoline or went running, this would also happen occasionally, which is embarrassing to say the least. Even though I know a healthy diet, staying hydrated, exercise are all good for my body. The one thing that has helped me is to do my Kegel exercises whenever I remember or think of it during the day. So whenever I have a thought, I try and do it and do it for as long as I can. Is there anything else that I should be doing or know about that could perhaps help this issue? This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. This is 101.9 High FM. I'm Yolandi Becker. You're on Bump and Beyond. And today we're talking stress incontinence. Thank you so much for all your voice notes. In the end, the causes of urinary incontinence or stress incontinence include an My guest earlier, Sandra, mentioned some of it, being overweight. It puts pressure on your bladder, which can weaken the muscles over time. Obviously, while you're pregnant, (laughs) 
you are naturally carrying a little bit of extra weight, which obviously can make this uh, a lot worse and something in the end of the day, not that you're not doing on purpose. Other things that can add to it is constipation. So if you have um, problems with bladder control, uh, if you've got long-term constipation, it can affect your bladder control. Nerve damage. Damaged nerves may send signals to the bladder at the wrong time. Again, Sandra was mentioning that connection between the brain and the bladder and that you want to reignite that um that connection in the end of the day. So nerve damage can definitely affect that as well. And then surgery, especially women who have um, had surgery on their reproductive organ organs, such as a hysterectomy can damage the supporting pelvic floor muscles, um, especially if the uterus is removed. Some urinary incontinence lasts only for a short time, like stress incontinence, where it's just when you sneeze or when you're jumping on, other things can be longer effects. Other causes that have longer term effects can be things like using certain medicines. It's actually urinary incontinence is a side effect of many medications. So if you're struggling with, this is maybe a thing that you first have to look at is, is my medication, what is my medication? Because none of us, let's be honest, read those side effects. We'll be petrified if we read the side effects of all things. But this is a common uh, side effect of certain medications. Caffeine. We want to wake up in the morning, but caffeine can actually have an impact on um, your bladder. So drinks with caffeine can cause the bladder to fill quickly, which can cause it to leak urine. And studies suggest that women who drink more than two cups um, of drinks with caffeine per day may be more likely to have problems with incontinence. And then, of course, infection. Um, bladder infections is, but also, by the way, now that I remember, is also that the BTL in also helps for bladder infections and the to the reduction of it, just as it helps with inf infertility. So also, again, a great alternative, um, non-surgical alternative. Infections of the urinary tract and bladder may cause incontinence for a short time. Bladder control often returns when the infection goes away. Okay, so we know now some of the causes and we know now that I've talked about non-surgical solution, but there are some um, steps, especially during, I mean, this is a parenting show after all, during pregnancy, there are some things that you can do that can help to prevent um, incontinence. First of all, the opposite of what you're thinking is I should drink less, blah, 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 blah. But actually, you should be drinking lots of fluids a day. It does help for incontinence. So avoid um, the drinks containing sugar or caffeine because they can irritate the bladder. Have a high-fiber diet. Uh, um, I mentioned earlier that constipation is one of the things that can add to incontinence. And having a high-fiber diet can help with that. And when you're pregnant... It's it's the opposite of the two. Either you have a diarrhea or you have constipation. That's basically during pregnancy your life. So um, make sure that you have proper fiber in your diet. Um, make sure you're a healthy weight. I mean, during pregnancy, there's nothing you can do about it, unfortunately. But have healthiness. It's, you're going to have extra weight. If you're smoking, stop smoking. 
exercise at least 30 times, 30 times, 30 minutes most days. Please don't 30 times a day. That sounds like do regular um, pelvic floor exercises and go to the toilet when the urge is there. Not all the time. We'll talk a little bit more just now. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. You're on 101.9 High FM. This is Bump and Beyond. I'm Yolandi Becker. It's been such a great show today. I really love speaking about it and interacting with you uh, out there because it is such a relevant topic. Again, I just got a message on Telegram. I assume it's Telegram. Oh, sorry, it's SMS. You, um, can you please just send me the website of the BTL chair? Also, is there any clinic in Joburg? Many thanks. So, um, we spoke to Sandra from Volva V, um, is where you can, you can, um, check them out on Instagram. You can just Google, um, Volva V and then you will be able to get them. We will also probably add it onto our website, highfm.com. They also actually gave us 10% discount of, um, for your sessions on the Imcella chair. And you can use the code bump and beyond and you will get 10% discount on your sessions. So go ahead, do that. That's very helpful for all of us, but I, in the end of the day, there are ways that you can also naturally help incontinence. I mentioned earlier some things that you can do when you're pregnant, um, but you can also not just, it's not just about pelvic floor exercises. Again, eating high fiber foods to avoid constipation, quitting smoking, maintaining your weight, very important, managing conditions like diabetes and high blood pressure. And to use the restroom at set times. Two things that I really made a difference in my thinking, because something that I was completely the opposite of what I thought, is that, first of all, I thought you had to limit your fluids, and I thought you had to go pee whenever you get a chance. And that is not the case. Actually, the opposite is true. You need to drink lots of water. It helps your body. And you need to go to the bathroom at set times, not all the time, because this is again with that brain bladder connection where you're thinking you need to go, but you don't actually need to. It was a wonderful show. I hope you loved it just as much as me. Remember that if you missed anything, you can catch the podcast and many other fantastic podcasts on our website, www.highfm.com. And go listen to it and recap it and go get those things so that you can sort this situation out. And join me next week because we're going to be talking to Sarah Hoffman from Clicked about managing screen time with our kids. Another, with, you know, the holiday season coming up, holidays coming up, we all have more screen time, which I don't feel is the end of the world, but we need to know the dangers out there. Um, how we prepare for it. And it's not just about the, the dangers. I mean, there's lots of creepy people out there, but in the end of the day, also the emotional things we need to prepare our children for. So it's going to be a good talk with Sarah. So join me next week, uh, week as we talk with Sarah Hoffman from Clicked about managing screen time with our kids. The first step to being a good mom 
is taking care of yourself. And this is what the show was about today is that we also, it's not always about thinking about our kids, but it's often we also have to think about ourselves because they need you at your best. That moment when you think you don't have time to take care of yourself is the exact moment you need to be taking care of yourself. Um, I hope that it has been a great time with you today. I had a great time and I hope that it's been helpful. Let's keep talking about these conversations that make us slightly uncomfortable and slightly embarrassed because these are the exact conversations that we need to be having. So you can send um, us an email to the show bump and beyond at highfm.com and give us some ideas of topics that you would like to know about. And then I will make a show about it because I love that. It's been a pleasure. None of us know the best combination of things to do for our children. More often than not, as parents, we just close our eyes and hope for the best. Some might call this faith. Until next time, Enjoy your day.